The Public News Service Joy Newscast, May the 20th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Proposed policies and candidates tied to false claims of election fraud have spread to Minnesota. And a new national report says the movement isn't slowing down ahead of this fall's vote. A trio of voter rights groups issued findings into how state legislatures are trying to subvert elections, including more leeway to reject results, requiring partisan or outside audits, and shifting power away from election administrators. Some of these ideas have been floated by Minnesota Republicans, but are not likely to pass under the current balance of power. Still, Rachel Homer of Protect Democracy says simply proposing them poses a threat. This is about everyone in support of democracy in both political parties really need to be standing against this movement towards autocracy. Despite calls for unity, Republicans are seeing more candidates for statewide offices who either perpetuate the stolen election narrative or suggest current laws need restrictions they say would tighten election security. The Minnesota GOP recently endorsed such a candidate running for Secretary of State, an office that oversees elections. I'm Mike Moen. Meantime, Vice President Kamala Harris met with abortion providers from Missouri and other restrictive states on Thursday to consider ways the Biden administration can protect and expand access to the full scope of reproductive health care. Even before the leaked draft opinion indicating the Supreme Court intends to overturn Roe v. Wade, Missouri has had some of the most barriers to accessing abortions. For instance, there's only one abortion clinic because of state regulations. Harris says overturning Roe will be a major step backward for the U.S. and would open the door to further restricting fundamental rights. The right to privacy that forms the basis of Roe is the same right to privacy that protects the right to use contraception and the right to marry the person you love including a person of the same sex. Last week, Harris presided over the vote in the U.S. Senate on the Women's Reproductive Health Act, which would codify Roe v. Wade. But Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and all of the Republicans in the chamber voted against it. I'm Lily Wolke, reporting. Now from the Washington Post, President Biden hailed Finland and Sweden's decision to join NATO as a watershed moment in European security saying the entry of two well-armed, robust democracies would strengthen the Western alliance at a time of acute tension with Russia. The Post reports, as he welcomed the Nordic nation's leaders in the White House World's Garden, Biden said their decision to follow President Putin's invasion of Ukraine to abandon a decades-old position of military non-alignment proved that a revived NATO could provide a strong counterweight. Biden added NATO is an alliance of choice, not coercion. This is PNS. New Mexico continues to battle the largest wildfires in its history, and other states, including Nevada, along with parts of Arizona and Colorado, have been warned of high fire danger through the weekend. The largest blaze, the Calf Canyon Hermit's Peak Fire, has burned more than 300,000 acres. Mary Catherine Ray with the Sierra Club Rio Grande chapter lives in the southwest corner of Socorro County between two major fires. She says some people will want to blame the fires on improper forest management rather than the continued burning of fossil fuels known to cause climate change. Low humidity, I mean zero to five percent humidity, like in the last four days here, it hasn't gone above ten percent, even at night. And high wind and drought and high temperature. I mean, this is the line in the sand. We can't go on like we've been going on. On Thursday, 
Wednesday, climate, conservation, and community groups from across the country filed administrative protests challenging the Biden administration's plans to resume oil and gas leasing in New Mexico and other western states. I'm Roz Brown. It is estimated at least 15,000 families in New Mexico have been evacuated and between 600 and 1,000 structures have burned, including homes and businesses. This Saturday, Connecticut is celebrating its first estuary reserve, which will help identify environmental threats to waterways and natural resources within Long Island Sound. Patrick Cummins of the Connecticut Audubon Society has been a strong advocate for the reserve and says it can be a catalyst for critical conservation activity. The research that sheds light on the strategies within the NER for things like climate resilience and mitigation will not only benefit those species, things like bluefish, salt marsh sparrow, semi-palmated sandpiper within the NER, but will also benefit them wherever they occur, the habitat and the species. Nearly 50 species listed under the Connecticut Endangered Species Act can be found within the reserve. Finally, our Emily Scott tells us New York elected officials are calling on the General Assembly there to pass legislation that would transition new buildings off fossil fuels, saying it would make the state cleaner and healthier. The All-Electric Building Act would require new buildings to have all-electric appliances for space and water heating and cooking by 2023. It also would mandate that state agencies identify policies to make electricity more affordable and accessible for low-income residents. Elected officials to protect America's Dominic Frangillo says it's about saving lives and money. Right here in New York, air pollution from burning gas in buildings leads to about a thousand deaths a year. And most of those are in communities of color. So it's a real, real harm to our public health. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for ending your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported, heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.